Hold on to your butt. I'm quite surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Well, welcome to it. It's a Friday night. Last hour of the week. And joining me this evening... Guitar solos make my face do weird things. I can see that. Yeah. They do, they do. But joining me this evening is Eric. Howdy. Some around here have taken to affectionately call him fiance. Well, most affectionate is your fellow fiance, Emily. But Greg also calls you fiance, which is... I don't think he's ever used my name. It's like, weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's cool. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. They're like, why not just use the name? He likes to brand people like that. Yeah. Initially, he was going to treat me like a pet. Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe. I stomped that crap out. <laughs> not going to happen, Greg. Not going to happen, but I love you, buddy. Ah, what a week, what a week. You know, on top of mind, the thing that, you know, grabbed my attention today in the news, Eric, is, uh, well, once again, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. For two reasons, and on a few different accounts. There is a serious reason, like the plans that she and her ilk have, if they ever had real power in this country, they don't have real power now. It's adorable to watch them think they do, and also a little unnerving. But then there were silly reasons, and it's more critique of whatever asshat moron put it out there it's this uh, video of her dancing when she was in college and people put it out there as though look at this immature brat and all it did was make me go who's that very fun cute college chick dancing and having a good time remind me who this is again this is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Let me see if I can pull up a photo here for you here let's see if I can just find the dancing video Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez dancing. Let's see. Uh, let's try this one. Yeah, she's just dancing in this video. Well, okay, great. Yeah, that's her in the white pantsuit. Okay. Right there. She's younger than us. She's younger than I am. She's only like 28, something like that. Yeah. But, you know, I by the way, I was being PC there. It wasn't like, oh, who's the cute, fun college chick dancing? <laughs> um, in my head, if this is just, it's it's not correct, folks. If there are women out there who don't like it, there are men out there who don't like it, shove it up your ass. All right? When I saw that dancing video, I was like, who's that Puerto Rican sex kitten? <laughs> These are the things that go through my head. Anyway, somebody shared that thinking that it's going to make her look bad. It doesn't. All you have to do to make her look bad is, you know argue the policies. Mm-hmm. But then we're, we're, this is how far we've we've come. Um, this is a HuffPost article. Like the, oh, the top-notch journalism going on at Huffington Post. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had one thing to say to the GOP congressman who reportedly booed her as she voted for Nancy Pelosi to become the new House Speaker on Thursday. Quote, Don't hate me. Because you ain't me, fellas. (laughs) Tweeted the 29-year-old. Wow. But this is where we're at. But The the serious issue is this new proposed uh, Green New Deal. Number one, the first New Deal under FDR didn't work. That's not what pulled the United States uh, out of the Depression. It didn't work at all. If anything, it was like the war effort... 
But even that wasn't exactly a, a great time for Americans. Like, yeah, let's take millions of full-body, able American men, send them off to war, and have a lot of them die. Let's take all of our products and resources and put them towards a war effort, where, again, people are just blowing things up and killing people. That's heaven on earth, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? But the New Deal didn't work. The war effort was good for winning a war. But, you know, excuse me, pardon me, but winning a war is uh, a lot less complicated. Like, kill those guys. I know I'm simplifying it too much, but kill those guys, destroy that infrastructure, move on these positions. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Her idea is using the mindset of the New Deal and the war effort in World War II. They not only want to reduce and make the United States green ga- greenhouse gas emissions neutral in 10 to 20 years by completely overhauling the way we consume and produce energy in the country and also retrofit every single commercial building at home for new renewable energy sources all of which are unproven and it's not sure how much they're going to cost and how much benefit they're going to give. It's just, you know, throw money at it and let's see what happens. It's also we're going to get rid of gender inequities, racial inequities. We're going to get rid of any historic oppression by making sure this, these grants and this money given out by the government to invest in these new green projects uh, will, you know, help reduce all these problems, all this inequality. And then on top of that, we're also going to do Medicare for all. And we're going to give everybody who wants a federal job a guaranteed job at a living wage. And it's not going to be all Americans who figure this out. We're going to go to a committee of 15 people in Congress. In a year, they're going to start drafting legislation. So, essentially, this person wants to control every aspect of your life in a war effort-like manner. But we're not going to war against some Nazi We're going to war against polluting with greenhouse gas emissions. So essentially, we're going to war against ourselves. Like, we're going to completely rearrange our whole economy based on this one motive that might be plausible, probably is a bit overblown, given how the politics talks about climate change. So that's where my head's at. Because that's... I mean, it's number one, it's not freedom. But this country's so far gone from freedom that, you know, I've got crap I was reading earlier. Tucker Carlson apparently went on some screed against economic freedom and free markets. Because apparently in America, you, you, you should be, shouldn't be like Sheryl Sandberg working for Facebook at some soulless, douchey company. You should be at home, Sheryl, raising a family. You know what, Tucker? It's not up to you to decide what makes people happy. You asshat. You know what, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez? You want to fix climate change? Why don't you get people together to voluntarily give you your money to fix the problem? And then we can maybe innovate our way out of it. All for solutions? Let's do that. Asshat. Excuse me, Eric. I invited you in here tonight, and I planned on having a good time, but then I started reading all this crap. Perfectly fine. Yeah. I just keep thinking about Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Yeah, you're, you you remember that movie? Not really. No. I, I know of it, but I don't remember <clears throat> it well. Wesley Snipes is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. The uh, prison is cryogenics now. Oh, okay. so you get frozen. Yeah, yeah. Wesley gets free for whatever. No, um, somebody unfrozen. There's all these little things, little wall pads everywhere that if you cuss, you get a ticket. Oh. You know, it's all electric cars, right. and they bring Sylvester back because he's an old school cop and knows how to deal with old school criminals. And it's just, I always like to think that Americans like 
freedom. Your everyday American really likes liberty and, and freedom. And because we've seen movies like that yeah. and warnings like that for a century, if not more now. I don't think most Americans understand the level of freedom we actually have. Oh, I agree. I mean... I think they take it for granted. Most Americans take it for granted. And then I think some are actually hostile to that freedom. Right. They think it makes us less safe or it makes poor people poor. If you're just born into the world, you're poor. Mm-hmm. Like, the natural state of man is poverty. It took, you know, a couple hundred years now using correct methods to give us the iman- immense wealth we have now. But, yeah, I think there are people that don't realize things like freedom of speech how, and freedom of religion, how bo- how precious both of those are and how much it sh- bloodshed it spared us. Right. Like, we didn't have to be like Europe with religious wars anymore. We can actually speak our minds. Now, it's never been utopia, and of course there's been the uh, tyranny of the majority, if you will, without even using the government. It can be a hard time if you have different opinions. I mean, that's, you know, tough luck. And if you're willing to take on the criticism, go ahead. But yeah, I'm just looking around going, where where are these brave Americans ready to defend high ideals and the principles of liberty the nation was founded on. Instead, I see a bunch of whiny asshats going, I want this privilege. Life isn't fair. Mm-hmm. And it's left and right. Now, don't get me wrong. Especially with the Democrats back in control of the House. I can't stand them. I, I can't stand both parties, but I hold a special hatred in my heart. And yes, I hold hatred in my heart. Where do you hold it? Your bowels? I hold it in my heart. I can feel it pumping through my veins whenever I hear Nancy Pelosi speak. But apparently the best we've got is let's show Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez dancing when she's this hot chick in college. Good God. And let's complain about how there's not enough family formation in America. So uh, the way we solve that, according to Tucker Carlson, is... uh, uh, we'll have the government like restrict people's freedoms. Like where the where the H is this coming from? I think it's just coming from easy answers, easy solutions. It's a Friday. Why am I like this, Eric? What's I don't know. What's even the deal with the video? I mean, what is that? What what does that prove that she had fun? Yeah, once? here is America's favorite commie, know-it-all, acting like the clueless nitwit she is. High school video of Sandy Ocasio-Cortez. That's the tweet that sent it out. And I'm starting to think it's not a real person. That I don't think the person actually was that upset. I think it was just a way to make her look good. Because she looks great in this video. I mean, she just looks normal. That's... A girl having fun. Right. I, I don't know. But here's the thing. And so much is like, can be made up. I mean, who honestly shared that on Twitter is thinking that would hurt her? So maybe it was some like plant. It was somebody who goes, oh, this will help her and hurt the Republicans if we make it seem like the Republicans are the one that are sharing this video and getting it out there. And then HuffPost and whatever else can pick it up. And then it gets all conspiratorial where maybe... At the end of the day, I shouldn't devote 15 minutes to talking about this crap. I wanted to say the other word because <laughs> I'm in that type of mood. But, I mean, she is, I have to say, it's been a long time since I've looked at a member of Congress and went, yeah, I would. Yeah. Though we also got our first openly bisexual member of Congress sworn in today. How exciting. I know. I mean, that changes everything. This lady swings both ways. Her last name is Sinema. <laughs> I mean, come on, folks. This is going to be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. And she had to be sworn in by the vice president, Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> the look of both of their faces. And she refused to be sworn in with her hand on the Bible. She put her hand on 
I think a, a U.S. code or a law, legal book. I don't know. That that's one of those things that's always bothered me is yeah. the separation of the church and state, and yeah. the swearing in on the Bible is not. Oh, it is. Well, if in, the guy came up with that phrase, separation of church and state, or there, oh, there will always be a wall of separation. Yeah. Jefferson writing to, I think, the Danbury Baptist, and he's writing because the Baptists were worried about the Congregationalist oppressing them with the government. And so he said there will always be a wall of separation between church and state. But his point is it should be no official action by the government. The government should not restrict the free exercise or expression of religion. Jefferson had, I think they held ceremonies, like actual services, church services in the Capitol. Yeah. Jefferson had the Jefferson Bible. Like, I mean, Jefferson understood that, okay, the government can should not be controlling and telling people what to believe. It should not be restricting people's free expression. So if you want to go up and you're a member of Congress and you want to be sworn in on the Quran, which two members just did that yesterday, if you want to be sworn in on a book of law or if you want to be sworn in on the Bible, go ahead. And if you want to pray on the floor of the house, feel free. In my opinion, I don't think there's anything wrong with freely expressing what you believe. And that's what the, co- the country should all be about. But sometimes I, I worry about Okay, if you want to be a good American in good standing, I think George H.W. Bush, God rest his soul, said something like, you can't be a good American and an atheist. Okay, sure. All right, George. (laughs) There might have been a few presidents we suspect of non-belief. But that's a whole other story for another day. It's just... Seeing this new Congress come in, Eric, it's, it's lit a fire under my backside. I can tell. Yeah. I, I'm, it's, I feel I'm like surrounded by idiots, or I'm a bigot. Maybe we're all idiots. I, I agree. <sighs> and then, I, I don't know, I, I just really worry we don't take this stuff seriously enough. And, like, the reason the government shut down right now, it's like, are we really arguing over a wall? A situation that's been going on for decades now. It's just, why why do we trust the government to do anything? Oh, I guess it's because we're forced into it. Like, we have to figure out the problem. And they steal from me every year. Every year. Yeah. They steal from me. Now they want to steal more in the name of community and happiness and saving the planet. Good God. And why is it every time there's some problem, real or not, because there's a lot of problems we go, you know, that's that a big problem. We've got to solve that problem. Not enough people are forming families. What are we going to do? I would say that's an actual legitimate concern. We don't have enough people forming good, strong families. What's the solution to that? Doesn't have anything to do with the government, in my opinion. No. No. No, we can use our words, our freedom of speech. We can, you know, social sanction works too. Yeah. Like, there might be something to this idea. You knock up that gal, maybe you shouldn't, you know, try to take care of the kid and her without a court order. <laughs> yeah. You know? <sighs> that kind of touches, touches home. Oh, really? Bit. Well, I mean, it's not really... It, not the not the court order part, but having a child with a woman and right. taking care of it, because I mean, maybe that's just well, the way the, I was raised, and you're supposed to take care of your children. Right, and I I seem like a pretty devil may care, fast and loose type of guy, and I am to a certain extent. But if I had a child, even out of like in a situation I didn't plan it, like I go on some crazy hot one night stand and the chick turns up pregnant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be a little like, oh no, time to grow up. But it would be no doubt in my mind, I'm taking care of the kid. Yeah. And hopefully try to work out living with, maybe I can fall in love with the person who I had it with. And that's, that doesn't always work out. And you put your best foot forward, but as far as taking care of the kid and being there for the kid, doing the best you can, of course. It's like, how could somebody shirk that responsibility? I just don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, for as radical as I try <clears throat> to seem, I, I'm pretty traditional when it comes down to those sorts of things. Yeah. There are certain responsibilities that are way too serious. I'm just so worked up, man. Like, I also saw this this Puerto Rican sex kitten, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. with the this wannabe tyrant in waiting, save the planet. She was on... Uh, this is also a thing. The media. She's 29. She's now a member of Congress. Let's give her an interview on 60 Minutes. She looks good on camera, and she's got wacky ideas. It'll be great for ratings. It'll make local radio hosts in Montgomery, Alabama go insane. <laughs> It'll make the conservative talk media echo chamber. Oh, no. It'll make it just go nuts. That's part of why they do it. But she was proudly saying in the preview of the 60 Minutes interview that I'm proud to be a radical. Like Lincoln and FDR radicals. Mm -hmm. It's interesting she chose two war presidents where, you know, a lot of Americans died. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could say the Civil War is complicated. Maybe that was necessary. You know, the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor and the not and the Nazis, all this stuff. Yeah, it's necessary, I suppose. But they also took away a lot of freedoms in the process of doing the things they wanted to do. Like, why are you idolizing war presidents when we're not really at war with any major power? Just, that's not really who I think of as a radical either. It's like, wait, presidents that are usually hailed in like the top five of presidents by most, you know, palace historians. You know, palace historians are historically the type that write the history from the king's perspective. Okay. So all these palace historians, this is what the presidents meant. This is why the presidents are so good. Here, here. Oh, let's erect a statue of FDR. Let's not make the same mistake as we did with Lincoln. We made the mistake of having Lincoln sit. How are we supposed to kiss his ass? <laughs> so if we erect a statue of, well... We we can't really have him standing, can we? It's not exactly historically accurate. Anyway, for most historians to say that FDR and Lincoln are in the top five, I suppose in terms of influence both were. They changed the nation in many ways. But these are like the most hailed demigods in the American civic religion. And, uh, and those people are the radicals? Uh-huh. Sure. They're the radicals. Now, the radicals, I think, are the ones that, uh, you know, were trying to stand up for freedom and what was right and usually got sacrificed for it, in my humble opinion. So, you know, I fancy myself a radical, too. And I hope, Alexandria, that, you know, I, I didn't ever hope this before today, Eric. I hope that global warming... And climate change is real. At least in one part of the globe. That one part. Right off the Atlantic. You know, right into the Potomac. I hope it just rises up. Floods the whole area. And sucks the 116th Congress right into the ocean. <laughs> I think it would be lovely. And the Secret Service can come visit me if they like. Because this is obviously a radio show. And I'm being hyperbolic. I'm not actually wishing, wishing death on anybody. I'm wishing for the hand of Atlantis to rise up from the ocean from eons before and take down the hubris that is in Washington, D.C. at this moment. Man, I'm worked up. I don't, I don't understand what this is. I, I don't know either. I don't get it. I don't get it. Hey, well, how are the dogs? How are the puppies? I feel irresponsible coming in here and yelling right in your face. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's your show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> How are the dogs? They are dogs. Are the cats getting used to them? No. No. We, we <clears throat> on advice from some dog owners, we're, we should not let them out of our sight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because they are not quite potty trained yet. Sure. And letting them roam freely about the house means that we find little nuggets under yeah. places that shouldn't be there. And right now, they're cute little nuggets, but no, they're stinky. They're, yeah. But I'm just saying so, they're not going to be... I mean, we, we, keep, we keep the door to the back side, half of the house closed whenever the dogs are out of their crate. Okay. So they don't 
and most of the time the cats are back there and so they don't really socialize right now i'm working on it like uh yesterday morning i was getting up ready to go to work and mm. i had punky in my lap and i sat i took her back there with me and i sat on the bed and had irene next to me on the bed and they made eye contact and that was the only time that irene hissed at punky mm-hmm. other than that they were fine sitting 10 inches away from each other <laughs> it was just so the eye contact yeah like, i see you yeah I see you, little dog. But I well, put, for folks who don't know, you and Emily have well had just two cats. Yes, and you still have those two cats, correct? Loretta and Irene. Yes, and you decided fairly recently during the holiday season to go adopt a brother and sister pair of puppies. Yes. And they probably are what, like pit bull retriever mixes? Or? That's what the paper the paperwork says, retriever mix. But you pull up pit bull retriever on Google Images, and that's what they are. And it's that, already made. What's your dog a mix of? Oh, it was two mutts. They made a mutt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I um. I was helping somebody get, acclimate a cat recently, mm-hmm. and it's very. I'm I'm almost I'm on the fence. I'm trying to decide: do I want to get a puppy? Because I've always been around dogs. Yeah. Or do I want to get a cat? Because this cat initially was very skittish, new environment. It kind of actually when I went and visited the two puppies y'all have, the cats freaked out on the top of the fridge. Yeah. It, it's been that initially with this other cat. Yeah. It's like no new surroundings. I'm not sure myself. But a couple of days in. This cat, kind of, unfortunately, at two in the morning, but like woke up and was like, "It's one of those cats that chirps." Like, it's not just a meow. It's like, yeah. like, and it was all of a sudden very happy and purring and hanging out. I'm like, yeah. okay, it's cool to see it acclimated. And it sort of melted my heart a little bit. Yeah, no, that's see, that's one of those things is you gotta you gotta think about how you're gonna raise them. Right. You know, a cat, as long as it knows what a litter box is and how to use it, then you're good. Yeah. Dogs or puppies that are not housebroken, you've got to be able to take the time to train them and... Or get ready for nuggets all over the place. Yeah. Like, well, like right now, um, I was keeping the same schedule as Emily. Hmm. You know, we'd get up at 4.30, she'd go to work, I'd go to work right behind her and get off about the same time. Well, now, since we're crate training, uh, a puppy can hold its uh, bathroom, bladder, bowels, whatever, for the number of months its age, plus one or whatever. So they're like, they're two months old. So by that math, they can hold their pee for three hours. Mm. So we try not to leave them in the crate for longer than three or four hours. So okay. I I leave later in the day. Emily comes home at lunch and goes back, and then you know, so that's that's an extra responsibility yeah. on top of planning a wedding, right? But y'all are doing it. You're doing it well. Yes. And the wedding's coming up. How many weeks? I mean, three weeks, twenty twenty two wow. days. I think it is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're showing me some of the preparations off air before the show got started. Before I started ranting and raving, I apologize again. I'm just. I'm a little emotional tonight. I understand. But I'm, I'm thinking I need to take on that uh, new responsibility in all seriousness. And a pet is a good way to start. I don't want to go, like, knock somebody up anytime soon, <laughs> even though it'd be fun doing that. And, but, you know, I think I might... I'm, I'm still on the fence, dog or cat. But I know that I'm going to go by one of my main consultants, my wise counselors, will be Teresa over at Four Healthy Pets. Yes. The uh, Village East Shopping Center on the Atlanta Highway, for folks who don't know. Same side of the street as Faulkner University. And uh, you can pull in there, and it's a very, it's like friends and family hour. It's like cheers. Everybody knows your name. Teresa, when I was over there, everybody came in. She knew their first name. It was like, oh, great to see you again. Let me get that product for you. And she prides herself on finding high-quality, all-natural, responsibly sourced Brands that are for everyday feeding, everyday food for your dog or your cat, or also high quality treats. And I, this is why I'm leaning towards a cat, is watching cats with catnip. 
<laughs> I, I could waste hours watching catnip videos. Yes. It's adorable. And they have that over there at 4 Healthy Pets, obviously. And I talk about it all the time, but I love the Meow Awana. Yep. But also, you know, the little pups. You gotta have something for them to chew on as they're teething. Teresa has that. And just, just everything under the sun you would need. And you can get an auto order system going in. If there's a certain brand that's very specialty that you like, Teresa can make sure it's there for you. And you can give her a call to Teresa. I'm running by. She'll just walk it out to the car for you. You don't even have to go in. They go the extra mile there at four healthy pets. And that's really what we're looking for with sponsors. Yeah. Not just in the pet industry, but also Eddie Bader, who I'll bring up here in just a moment, goes the extra mile with his clients. So if you're looking for healthy options, importantly all natural options at a friendly local small business we love to support our small businesses because they support us here in the community and talk radio stop by four healthy pets on the atlanta highway that's the village east shopping center also you know you can check them out online for healthypetsonline.com yep that's simple that's one of those things that i didn't think about because i've never i've never actually owned or raised a, a dog yeah my dad's had dogs, but I, they weren't my responsibility. And like they always say, you know, the first ingredient in dog food needs to be meat. And did, if you tried looking at the ingredients on dog food, it, oh, it, it's bad. Trying to find one that starts with meat. Yeah, there are some that just aren't up to snuff. You need. Yeah. I, this is where I really trust Teresa because she's. I mean, this is for her own pets too. Bring that same love. To your pets and that's yeah sometimes you got to watch out don't always go for the lowest price don't for the quickest easiest option probably smart to well make sure your pet's healthy yep we're gonna i'm kind of been going down memory lane this song i actually recorded just a demo really yeah called see the unseen trying to think of the lyrics it's uh Look past the world in front of you, explore your time. No trust, no love, a nothing news, a cheaper dime. Ruins wrought in the present day, your leaders glean. Don't let the truth slip away, see the unseen. The singing sucks. <laughs> the drums are programmed, obviously. But, you know, I like the idea. It'd be fun to recut it with a full band. But this is Joey Clark on the guitar. And the program drums and singing. Yeah. And the bass and all that. Yeah, this is all me. But we'll be right back. This evening, listening to me rant and rave is Eric. I will be a groomsman yeah. soon in his wedding. We gonna have a good cake, good groomsman cake. No groomsman cake. Oh my! No, yeah, no grooms cake. Just no just, grooms just cake. Just the wedding cake. You know, I'm trying not to eat sweets in the new year, but I'm gonna eat some of that cake. It's it's a good cake. We we did the tasting, you know, a few months ago. And uh, Emily can tell you exactly what flavors they are, but I don't remember. I just remember, like, okay. she ate, like, a bite of each of the six different flavors they offered us, and then I ate the rest of them. Well, as long as the icing is, is very sugary and delicious, and as long as the cake itself is moist, which is the only time you can use that word moist and not sound disgusting. <laughs> well... There are two ways you can use moist and not sound disgusting. Well, no, the other way. Anyway, yeah, I hope it's delicious, sugary, moist wedding cake. What is wrong with our society that a word is that 
I mean, there's just certain words. I, then that's one of them. Moist. But it's not. It's not a. I mean, it's not a, a curse word or. No, it's just a any, weird word. Yeah. I don't know why people don't like it. I think it. I mean, when I bite into a delicious birthday cake, wedding cake, maybe it's just a cake because Joey wants to on the mm-hmm. weekend, and it's dry. I don't like dry cake. I like moist cake. Yes. That's what you're aiming for when you're eating a cake, when you're baking a cake. So, anyway, yeah, going to be a groomsman. Yes. That's going to be fun. And I think next week, I don't know if she told you this, I think y'all are coming on the show Wednesday. Yeah. And I think it'd be fun to kind of talk about festivities and things going on that way. Dude, she is amazing. Yeah? In so many ways. Uh, The... The ske- the day of schedule is just wild. Like she's got everything written down, like an itinerary, like a five minute interval itinerary, kind of like I have. I'm such a dude. I have, I have classical music songs that I have to learn and remember cues for and stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's fun. See, I. I'm such a dude where it's like, wait, how do you get married? It's like, do you? Yeah, I do too. <laughs> We're married now. Yeah. yeah so romantic. No, uh, it's, yeah. I, I, I thought marriages, I thought a good wedding, this is how you kick off a healthy marriage. A good wedding is like the least possible effort. But no, no. I disagree with that. Um, no, I, I think it's going to be a great day. And, you know, it is fun to ask women, like, some women, I don't think I've ever done this, but this idea of, did you imagine when you were a little girl, like, your wedding day? Did you yeah. ever play wedding day? And uh, I think a lot have. And Emily, it seems like, I don't know, she's, she's been grace under pressure there. I mean, I've seen her get a little flustered here or there in the recent weeks, but she's been grace under pressure for the most part. Yeah, we've both had our moments. Oh, yeah, you too? Yeah, it's... It's a lot of stress. Yeah. It's It's a big day. I'm in control of the pocketbook. So uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Financial stress. It's one of the worst types of stress. Oh man. But I I still can't I'm all for about to like get a pet. I really would like to buy a house instead of continuing to rent and we'll talk about Eddie Bader in a second. But that's still and I don't know why. Maybe it's my childhood or the house I grew up in, or maybe I'm too idealistic. There's all these possible reasons. Maybe I'm just a coward. I don't know. But there's something about thinking about myself getting married that makes me go, oh no. And it's not like what we hear from our friend Brandon. And I'm yeah. not like against marriage by any means. I, I'll probably get, I'm, I'm not going to cry, but I'm probably going to get teary at the wedding. Um, I am like that. I get all... I like that. It's yeah. love. It's awesome. But I'm talking about just Joey here. I'm like, I just can't even see that on the horizon for me. It seems so foreign to me. I'm so used to being this sort of gross bachelor. And I do what I want, and I'm, my room is messy, and it smells like dirty towel. And, you know, it's, I'm fine with that. It stinks, but I'm fine with that. Yeah. That's how life should be. You know, I was single for... Eight years after my first after my divorce, and it's I get it, but I also think it's it's just the mindset because you haven't met that person yet, and right. and that once you meet somebody who is just it it's just a part of you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, it's not your other half, but it's you just you meld together so well. It it's hard to imagine. I heard somebody I was listening to a of all things a wrestling pro- podcast, brother brother, uh, this morning, the E and C pod of awesomeness, Edge and Christians podcast, and that on a guy and Pete Dunn, and you now they talked plenty of wrestling, but he got into the Pete Dunn's a dad. And a new dad. And Dunn made a pretty profound statement. He's like, I can't even... His kid's only like one or two now. 
Mm-hmm. But I can't remember what life was like before my son came into the world. Or I believe this is a son. But I can't remember life before I had my kid. It's like now such a... Hearing what you were saying, it's almost... And I know you have a kid too. Yeah. But it's... I get what you're saying in the sense of once this person comes into your life, it's almost like that's how life always should have been. Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. Hmm. And it's the same way with my daughter. It's... I... In all honesty, I really didn't want a kid. Hmm. And then, you know, my, she got pregnant, and the whole I was I was probably a pretty bad husband her entire pregnancy. Hmm. Not not in not abusive or anything. Just not not as caring and loving as I could have been. Right. But once. She came. Kira came out. It was my whole world changed, mm. and it's I, I can't. That's that's the simplest way I can put it. Is the whole world changed? Well, it's because, but based on our earlier conversation too, you take that responsibility very mm-hmm. seriously. Like it is. I think mean, there's a reason people grow up, or most people grow up after they have kids. It's it's an awesome responsibility. Mm-hmm. Why does it put you kind of on your on your back foot where you're like, oh man, like I, or a way to put it is make you more self conscious about your own behavior because yeah. you know the kids watching. Exactly. Hmm. That, that's we were uh, what was it? Seth, we had dinner the other day, New Year's Day dinner. Seth and Rose come over to mom and dad's house. You know, we were all having lunch and everything, and it was one of those moments where you realize how much your kid listens to you because my dad and Rose are in the living room and me and Seth and Emily and my mom are all in the, the dining room across the house and just having a conversation. And I, I wish I could remember exactly what was said, but Rose spoke up and answered whatever Seth had said or, or mimicked him or whatever. And it was just one of those things where you realize that they are always listening. Right. And it's not just like, oh, they're listening the same way you might have listened to a teacher or your boss. It's like, no, at that age, yeah. you're like, you're not quite God, but you're pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like the creator as far as a little kid's world. Yep. So, yeah, man, that's a big responsibility. It's a great one. But that's a big responsibility. I mean, it's just... I think it's more fulfilling, probably, than, you know, the stupid bachelor life. I mean, though, who knows? There are things you can do with life that are better or the, worse. Each, every, everything, each great, yeah. Well, but it's this sort of... The search for meaning is important to me. Because it's been sort of... And I talked about this as we are leaving 2018 into this year... But looking for things to make myself a little better and connect better with other people. Mm-hmm. And I always do a good job of it, mostly because the constant emotion I have is a little weary, a little tired. Like, I'm very much an introvert. I just want to, like, go away, world. Yeah. Leave me alone. And I think that maybe plays into my politics. Like, just leave me alone. <laughs> I would rather be miserable with my own self-destructive behavior than forced to be happy and responsible. Yep. No, I'm serious about that. I think it's better to be free, to be self-destructive and miserable than it is to be forced in so-called virtuous and responsible action. I think once you remove that free choice out of the situation, what are you actually solving? What are you actually proving to people? I'm, you know, I'm actually glad you showed me the video of... I can't remember her name. Alexandria Casia cortez I just feel like you like saying her name, though. I do. <laughs> I hate her politics. As you could probably tell what I went on that rant earlier. But then I'm so torn. Like, I hate her politics. But she is the sexiest name in politics. And she's hot. Yeah. It's just, like, not fair. I just... I, it's confusing. I have this, like, hope that... Not her specifically, but I'd, I'd really like for younger people to get into politics and and push all the dinosaurs out, mm, mm-hmm. you know, with these old ideas. Right. And 
See, but the thing is, these young people are coming in and they're just rehashing old ideas. Well, that's that's where I was going. Was I don't I don't want them to adopt the old ideas, and I don't want them to be as radical as she claims to be. Mm. But it's I don't know. I play with dead trees all day, so I don't really <laughs> follow politics. <laughs> I think you're better off for it, man. Yeah, like, there's some part of me that wishes I wasn't, like, just being a second-hander. Like, here's the news, garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. I, I sometimes wish I was doing more, like, playing music more. Work. Yeah. I've never really been much of a craftsman, though. My grandfather on my mom's side and my dad have always been pretty good at building things, mm-hmm. making things. But I just don't... I didn't get that one. Yeah. Like, and, and it wasn't like they neglected me. They would, like, have me join the project. And I just never took to it uh, in a dedicated way. Like, showing my own self-initiative. It was always, for me, more like writing and doing improv skits and acting and plays and music, playing guitar and all that. Yeah, you just gotta... Not... I mean, you're, what, five years younger than me? Yeah, I just turned 30. So... I mean, everybody moves into their own thing at their own pace. I mean, just I've been woodworking since I was like 11. Mm. But I did so many, many, many other things until I found David, who I work for now, and just fell into my dream job, you know? Yeah. And that's awesome. It's It's just... You just kind of look at everything as a stepping stone to the next best thing. Oh, yeah, and I, I don't get down, and that's what I mean by the search for meaning. It's like it, it's, it's not always highfalutin crap. It's pretty practical. Like, I talked to you about exercise, and yeah. that program, I found something. I'm trying to add new things, eating better. Uh, and it's not necessarily for vanity. That's part of it, looking better in the mirror, but it's more like I feel better. I don't feel is broken when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Um, but that's but that's just one aspect. It's also uh, wanting to read more and read more with purpose and actually investigate great historical mysteries or really jog the mind and challenge myself more. And then sometimes read or watch things I do not like, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And, and that's the thing. I, I think we, we lose. I was trying to get to that point last night. As much as I went on that rant earlier, mm-hmm. if I had the opportunity to interview her in person in the studio, and, you know, I, I put all the sex kit and talk aside. It's actually, if I actually knew her, I mean it, but she's more than that, obviously. Um, so if I had the chance to talk to her, it wouldn't be time to score points for the audience. Sorry, guys and gals and all those in between in this day and age. <laughs> But no, it'd be like, get to know this person. Now, if we have a genuine disagreement, we'll argue about it. Uh, but argue in good faith. Like, I, I think there's something lost when it's sort of the ranting and raving and scoring points. It, it's one thing to just say, speak your mind like I've been doing tonight. But if I actually had the chance to get to know somebody, just get to know them. You know, and, and build that connection. And especially when you go into the situation knowing, mm, I'm not going to like them. I think it's all it's good for us to sort of challenge or run towards that thing that makes you go, oh, I don't want to. Yeah. Challenge makes you grow. Right. And that's the one thing that I think I see more often in today's society that I just don't like is the fact that person A has opinion and person B has different opinion and they hate each other because they have different opinions. Right. And it's it's not you can't that's not how it works. Or that's not how it's supposed to work. That's what it seems to end up as, you know. Oh yeah, it is well, I think part of that is there is a struggle for real power out there. But I think the mistake people make is that's all it, it's about. The reason I have these opinions is because the other people are wrong, and if they end up in power, they're going to enforce their wrong beliefs on me. I think if you remove some of the politics out of a situation, it makes things better. It gets back to our point about we take for granted things like freedom of religion and freedom of speech. That When you remove the government is going to enforce this religion, out of the equation, what happens? Mm-hmm. You see a flourishing 
of different types of religions who said all sorts of nasty crap about one another, like different Christian denominations alone in this country, yeah. but they didn't go to war with one another. I mean, there might have been a few lynchings, you know? but no, they didn't go to war with one another, like has mostly been human history, fighting over religion and God. Uh, so I think part of it is we've almost all been polit- every th- aspect of life's been politicized it's why I, d- I hate that personal is political idea I think the personal is more important than the political and that if you poison political or you poison personal relationships and matters with always this backdrop of political power it it ruins the ability to actually have a good robust conversation um, because then you just start scoring points it's a reason why Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are meeting behind closed doors they had to have that meeting out in public. They would never get anything done. Yeah, because it would all be posturing and all this. But oh, before we end the show here, I just wanted to make sure folks know the show is brought to you by Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. Now, Eddie Bader, he's been in real estate a few years now, but before he was a true licensed real estate agent, he went into real estate investment for himself and started managing properties and renting out properties, and it's made his life wealthier. And financially, of course, but in many other ways. And it's given Eddie a perspective of what can go wrong with the house, what can go right, uh, different stories you only learn from experience of actually buying and selling homes yourself for yourself and for others. So, in particular, if you're looking to be a first time home buyer, maybe you've gone through it before, but you didn't use an agent and you should have, give Eddie Bayer with the Goodson Group a call. 322 322- 0662. Again, his number is 322-0662. He's a very down-to-earth guy, great sense of humor. He will go the extra mile in making sure you look out for some of the pitfalls of going to the housing market. But then all the options you have, even if you think you're stuck renting, like I thought, just give Eddie a call at 322-0662. He'll show you all the options out there and how realistic it is for you to buy your very own home. So again, that number for Eddie Bader. If you were looking for a real estate agent, think Eddie Bader, 322-0662. And, well, that's the show. I feel like it was a good show. I think it was. I wasn't too over the top? Nah. I didn't say sex kitten too much? Sex kitten? Yeah. No. Puerto Rican sex kitten? Moist might have come out too many times. Yeah, especially right after saying Puerto Rican sex kitten. (laughs) Thank you for joining me, Eric. Thank you. Joey Clark.